Hi everyone, welcome to the fifth episode of Fame. Okay, so fifth episode, fuck bitch, we made it. So uh, I committed, a, I commented, uh, I said a couple of episodes ago that I was going to do a season of of eight episodes, but I've been kind of thinking about it, slipping about it, and I think we're going to stick with ten episodes because I think that's kind of like a basic amount of episodes so we're gonna stick with 10 um in last week's episode we talked about feminism and the lgbtqia plus community if you haven't checked it out go check it out it was a very drama episode it was very good like we did spill some piping hot tea drama so um when i was thinking what was i going to talk about in this week's episode I thought of the first episode, because in the first episode, as you guys know, we talked about uh, the platforms of fame, and we talked about the ways to become famous, to become famous. So, in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about everything about being an influencer, and just influencers. Always like to remember, you guys, this is my opinion, and you may have a different one. So, every opinion is valid in this podcast. So, um, let's dive in. Before that, I do want to say that I'm giving a... I'm I'm trying to see how does my phone record, because something dropped. Something dropped. Mary, help. 911, please. What's your emergency? I just dropped some shit. Okay, so let's begin, shall we? All right, so as I just said, uh, I said I was going to try see how the phone recorded, and I have to say, it was some good, well, I mean, it recorded way better than the computer, so I guess we're going to start using the phone from now on, and also, I'm not going to be able to monetize this week's episode because I use Hard to Break by Kim Petra, so, well, I sincerely only made, like, 13 cents, so... Yeah. Okay, so I see that this week's episode we're going to talk about influencers, being an influencer, and why influencers are influencers. So, let's dive in. Ugh. Okay, so, uh, influencers. Um, what are influencers? They're influencers, right? L- let's Google what are influencers. Second. Third thing that pops up, it says that, uh, no, that's marketing, oh, Sprouts, I don't know what that is, oh, Wired, Wired I think is way better, let's see, Wired.com, what's an influencer, the complete Wired guy, god damn it, there's some crazy things, okay, so it says, the Wired guide to influencers, everything you need to know about engage engagement, Power likes, spawn con, and trust. Okay, so it says that, so what's an influencer really? Ostensibly, it's someone who wields influence. And it even says duh, so it is duh. But that doesn't really match up with current usage. Usage, well, whatever that said. Influencer culture as we know it today is inextrica. Wired, why are you using such a hard, like, such a hard language? Girl, please. 
So, uh, <laughs> uh, well, basically, an influencer is someone who has, um, who has a pretty big influence on social media, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, or God forbid, LinkedIn. Who uses LinkedIn nowadays? I mean, girl, I don't think I've ever seen an influencer that has LinkedIn. So. <laughs> Um, nowadays we have a bunch of influencers. We have beauty influencers. We have dumb influencers. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know what to say. Uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a bunch of kinds of influencers. But nowadays I think the easiest job is to be an influencer. You know, being an influencer pays off very nicely. Um, and it's not pretty hard. Like, most influencers start with a phone or a camera in a room sharing what they love according to a couple of people so well we can say that an influencer it's someone who people aspire to be someone that people think oh i see him or her and i'm like i want to be like her why is my phone no shut the f f up okay let me get this done sorry Okay, mute. <laughs> okay, so um, influencers, yeah, they're they're not pretty. Ugh. It's just influencers are pretty mehish, but uh, but influencers are the kind of thing today because um, like actresses and people who nowadays well like muse and the music industry, etc., etc. People are not pretty much focused on that anymore, but more focused on influencers. Because nowadays, you go into Instagram and you obviously scroll on whatever you find first. So, well, influencers are the kind of thing today. Uh, history of influencers comes way back. Okay, so let's continue reading this article by Wired because I think it's pretty good. Uh, so we were on what these influencers mean. Let's get out of there and go ourselves into this tab that says the history of influencers. This could be a good one. It says the history of influencerdom is in essence a history of the modern web itself. The advent of the, of the World Wide Web, or WWW, in 1999 ushered in a new era of connectivity and unfettered in interactivity, giving users around the world and the means to build and blah, 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 blah. It's just about relationships, so it's just about the World Wide Web. I'm, I'm going to still link it on the description, because I always like to link that. The early web forums and bulletin board sites of the 1990s and early 2000s allowed people to, pu to publicly post and reply to messages from other users, paving the way for the development of night of what? It says Nike, but not the not the brand. It says N I C H E. What is that? What is that? What is this? Let's see. It is oh, what? I'm confused. Oh, it's a term of of it's a term of sponsor things. Uh, oh, it's tacky. It's tacky, basically. Okay, I'm confused. I still don't know what that is, but okay. Oh, now I now I know what it means. Reading it, it means about a, a Nike or whatever that says. Let me see how that says. 
I didn't even listen to it. Nietzsche. No, but that is in Spanish, girl. We don't want it in Spanish. How can I change this? No, don't change. What am I doing? Put it here. Oh, here we are. Any language. So, what is a night? Okay. Ugh. This is so stressful. Oh, change that again. Uh, I can't. I, oh, this is so stressful. Okay, so apparently it's a Nick. I think it's Nick. So, we're going to live in a Nick. Um, okay. So, it means it's a ecosystem. No. Ecosystem. That's what it is. Like an animal ecosystems, but they put it here like people. So it's a Nick virtual communities. So it will paving the way for the development of Nick virtual communities and some of the first instances of digital influence as we understand the term today. Some users who frequented these forums, which were usually organized around a particular hyper hyper specific topic or interest would become proto-influencers themselves after earning a reputation as an authentic source of quality recommendations and valuable expertise among their posting peers, hiking enthusiasts who visited the online forums of Backpacker Magazine and Gorp.com in the late 90s found themselves impressed by the board's camaraderie and the depth of their users' expertise on subjects from gear to food, to trail occasions. That's according to a 1999 Wall Street Journal report on then, on then some, uh, on the then surprising trend of nature lovers who apparently were not viewed as the type of people who would normally use the World Wide Web over, common, uh, over commonly initial skepticism about the medium and increasingly. That was a quote to the 1999 Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal, uh, it says, turning to the internet for information on travel, treats, and equipment. Okay, so there is a lot of history behind, uh, behind, give me a second, just give me a second. There is some history behind, uh, behind influencers, which I think is great because we started with proto-influencers and then we move on to what we know now as an influencer. I think that there's a bunch of ways for influencers to now rise up, whether it's reality TV or just making an Instagram account, a YouTube account, Snapchat account, exactly what we're just saying. So, influencers? Influencers are okay, I guess. You know? I mean, I think that there's some influencers that definitely don't know how to handle their influence on people, and there's people who don't know how to who do, who do know how to handle it. Um, I was very surprised about. Uh, I was very surprised about um, the Je the new Jeffrey Star drama uh, because. I used to love Jeffrey, and then all of a sudden, Jeffrey was a complete bitch. And I'm not apologizing for that shade, because she deserves it. Or he deserves it, whatever he or she is, because I'm confused by that as well. So, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, girl. Jeffrey has definitely abused of the influence that, that he has in people. 
a lot of people aspire Jeffrey, and after the drama that created with Shane Dawson about Jeffrey Star, about Jeffrey Star, that Jeffrey Star created with Shane Dawson about James Charles about a year ago was pretty controversial because Taddy was involved, and then this year, Taddy, um, Taddy suddenly uploads a video from God knows where, crying and saying that she was manipulated by. Jeffrey and Sean into saying that about James. So I don't know, Miss Tati. You also seem kind, kind of suspicious. So I don't know, Miss Tati. I'm just gonna take a sip of my water because I am buying. I am buying it, but I am also not buying what Jeffrey said in her third apology video. You're you're bringing the hashtag Black Lives Matter to. Assume that people are gonna forget what you did. I mean, girl, I still support Jeffrey. Well, kinda. I love uh, his makeup brand. It's His videos are very good. But still, after what he's been doing, it's kinda questionable. So as I was with Shane. I used to watch uh, the Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson series a lot. Because I was like, oh my god, it's so good. I love it. But after everything and finding out that Shane did blackface and this and the other, I don't know if I'm as supportive of Shane as I was when the whole thing started. So I don't know about you, but if you weren't if you weren't uh, if you weren't aware of what was going on, this is what was going on <laughs> uh, on the drama of Shane Dawson, Jeffrey Star, James Charles, and Tatiana Westbrook. So, let's continue with this, shall we? So, continuing with the Wire article of The Wire Guide to Influencers, it says that as users of all types joined virtual communities, marketers, and brands began to understand their potential to shape public understanding, a 2001 Rutgers study on, and quoted, internet forums as influential sources of consumer information, quote, and found that people who read online discussions between other users in forums or message boards or message boards about a product were significant were significantly significantly more interested in it than those who read an online promotion for the company itself unlike ads or a corporate's website marketing copy posts from internet strangers are often relatable funny or sometimes even moving was that supposed to be shady or was that supposed to be... I'm confused. Okay, this does make sense. This whole paragraph makes sense. Because nowadays, influencers are the best way for any brand to promote themselves. Like, it is it is, it is great now. Sponsors are all over the place. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of an example, but... Brands that are indie brands that are just beginning, they can't pay an influencer to show their products and the oh my god, they're so cute, they're this and that, and that, and that. paying them for that. And that is basically the new ads. And it's actually very, it's very interesting. Because usually before influencers or proto-influencers just, just existed in the world, we had, as it said, um, online promotions from companies, 
corporate website marketing copies. We had street ads, etc., etc. And we still have a couple of those ones. But nowadays, like the really big thing that's moving money, talking about sponsorships, is influencers. Influencers are constantly moving this circle of money. And it is kind of crazy that they're getting millions out of ads. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. Continuing with the article, it says that the unique influence of foreign power users or consumer sentiment was not lost on retailers and advertisers, some of whom would start com convertedly sending their products and, and clients in popular forums around the same time. In the early 2000s, the media firm Mind Comet became one of the first to explicitly seek out influential message boards, moderators, and MySpace. Oh my god, that's so fucking old. Continuing. Um, and using MySpace. Uh, the what? What? Okay, again. In the early 2000s, the media firm Mind Comet became one of the first to explicitly seek out influential message boards for moderators and MySpace users to promote brands and products to their followers in exchange for a gift card or promo code. The practice took off among mainstream com companies like Sony and BMG, which hired unpaid interns to co uh, covertly promote its artists in online communities in 2006. It was born in 2006. Hi. It was part of the influencer story. These pro prolific posters were influencers in their own right, but their sway over consumers and advertisers would pay in comparison to the power recommended by web blog authors in the early 2000s. The rise of personal blogs and their sub subsequent co and then subsequent commercialization brought about many of the tropes of modern influencer culture more than a decade before it became a widely understood phenomenon. Companies sending freebies to influential bloggers in the hopes of earning a review or promotion had become a common enough practice in the early days of the blog of the blogosphere that high prof that high profile discussions around the ethics of disclosing such conflicts took place as early as two thousands. Okay, so the first kind of like conflicts with sponsorships began around two thousand two. And we still have a lot of those conflicts nowadays. Um, we had Nikki Tutorials who didn't use to remark and really say that she was being paid to talk about each product and had to come with this whole new idea to put like her little logos for people to know what meant uh, if something was on PR, if something was received uh, on PR, if something was a gift. Well, that's PR. If something was sponsored, if, they, if she had an affiliate code. So it does. It does make sense that those conflicts have started. Okay. Moving on. In 2004, Ted Murphy, the founder of Mind Comet, which today is named Isaiah, started the Blockstar Network, likely the first influencer, influencer marketing network. It began as a private email database of influencer bloggers interested in getting paid to post about his marketing firm's clients, which included companies like Red Lobster, Turner, and Burger King. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm gagged. Gagged, gooped, and pooped. Murphy sent out email blasts to the database de detailing potential offers 
and would manually negotiate the terms of each content deal based on the blogger's response. In 2006, Murphy told Business Week that a couple thousand, and that's quoted, bloggers had joined. When asked about disclosure requirements, he shrugged off the question, quoted, it's up to, to the bloggers to be their own morality police, quote, ends, he said. The Business Week article captured the sentiment toward the practice at the time. Blockstar paid a nicely flat fee of 5 or $10 per post. Easy money go, buy a burger or something, advised a Blockstar invitation from 2005's soliciting post about a cable network TNT's basketball commercials featuring HBO character Ali G. That come on also, ugh, that come on also told bloggers we definitely appreciate more positive posts. That was quoted in June of 2006. Murphy launched Paper Post, the first automated digital marketplace connecting advertiser with influencers from blogosphere and beyond. Brands could pay to put a listing on the site detailing what sort of influencer they were looking for, what they wanted promoted, and how. Bloggers with a big with a bigger audience were able to command higher rates. At the time of the launch, disclosure was not required through it would be later. Internet users received pay-per-post launch poorly. Through sponsored content, today is considered a permanent fixture of the digital landscape. And that is true. Nowadays, it is pretty, it's pretty crazy, the world of influencers, and how half of what we've been reading is okay <laughs> half of what we've been reading is just scandals and it's just about you know money so i guess influencers at that time were just money machines i think you know like they did some let me put that great again like well done because that was shady of me. <sighs> so it says that um, internet users receive paper post launch poorly. Kind of like a odd PayPal. Through sponsored content that today. Okay, that we already read that. And Ted Crunch response to the scandal was titled paperpost.com offers to sell your soul. Oh, bitch. That was some shady thing. That was shady. That was very shady. And the Business Week article tied to the company's launch described that it as polluting the blogosphere. When Murphy tried to ask Ted Crunch editor Michael Arrington a question at the conference, they both attended the following year. They both attended that fo the, the following year. Arrington asked how he was allowed in the building and told the crowd that Murphy was the most evil person in this room. Wow. Hey, this is getting good. This is some good, good, good fucking shit. Like, it is, it is real. Who started the sponsorships was known as Murphy something. Ted Murphy. Okay, continuing a few months after paper post launch, other marketplace companies joined the fray. Or, as TechCrunch put it at the time, the paper post virus spreads. Those tech, and I don't know what, 
shady. It's shady. Shady boots. Shady boots. By the end of 2006, it had become a full-blown infection with companies paying for influencer marketing left and right. Another scandal ripped through the blogosphere in December after some prominent tech bloggers reported that Microsoft had sent them free Acer laptops. Oh my god! I'm gapped! Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so it says that Wired's Michael Kalor blogged about the, the now quaint seeming controversy at that time. Now, this is something that Michael Kalor blocked, so um, this should be quoted. Companies have long sent promotional materials by the boatload to journalists who typically disclose that the item was a gift. Given the increasing influential power of blogs, it's not surprised that companies are beginning to try the same tactics on bloggers who often hold even more sway over tech-savvy consumers. Okay, um, earlier this month, there was a widespread controversy over the fact that companies have been offering money to prominent tech users in return for posting links to products or favorable reviews. But getting paid a few pesos from paper post or to put something on dick is one thing. Getting a $2,000 plus Acer laptop is a whole other ball of wax. Ooh, that that was actually a true article. Because um, as you guys listened uh, a teeny bit ago, uh, it said that Microsoft gave influencers free Acer laptops of $2,000 plus. Wow. Influencer marketing campaigns would... Oh, this is not quoted. Like, the quote stopped when it said another ball of wax. So, let's move on with the article. Influencer marketing campaigns would only grow more over in the coming years. When British mobile company Hutchinson 3G UK Limited launched its Skype phone... In 2007, it gave influential bloggers that device for free in exchange for reviews. Later that year, Kmart, through Murphy's firm, gave 500 gift cards to six influencers and asked them to blog about their shopping experience at the discount store. The resulting campaign generated 800 blog, spot, blog, spo, blog posts and 3,200 tweets reaching 2.5 million people in 30 days, Murphy told the New York Times the following year. Quoted, mommy bloggers. Women who wrote... Oh, mommy bloggers? Stop the quote. Women who wrote about parenthood were one of the most popular and lucrative gener- gen- genres of early influencers, regularly commanding valuable advertising deals and high-profile partnerships with brands from Wall from Walmart to TNT. Ostensibly, influencers are supposed to prominently disclose if they have received anything, be it money, free products, or something else that could impact how a viewer in- interprets their endorsement of a product or a brand. But enforcement is rare, and the few influencers who are caught by agencies like the Federal Trade Commission are almost exclusively celebrities and usually let up with a mere slap on the wrist. I am, I'm truly surprised. I didn't know all of what goes behind influencers, but I think it's pretty big. 
I think that we all need to be a little bit more careful as 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 any influencer should be careful with what they do and what they advertise. The last paragraph talked about that they are supposed to say uh if they received anything money for products or something else. I totally agree in that. And that is how the drama got with Nikki tutorials. Uh she was forgetting, she wasn't making the emphasis on is I I got paid for this, I got this free. So she wasn't making that emphasis which made it like a, a lot of drama and mean it losing uh influence. So um also that says that few influencers are caught by the Federal Trade Commission and they and they get out of it pretty quickly or very easily, which is not good. Mm -mm. I mean, well, it is good, but I don't know how to say it. It's just, it's just, you're getting paid. Say that you're getting paid. I mean, if the brand is selling you, if you say that it was paid, then we're not going to get as, as enough likes. Bitch. Don't give a fuck. Put that it was paid. Because again, if not, the Federal Trade Commission will go by your back. And if you're just a starting influencer that just got its first sponsor, remark. It's a sponsor. It is not something that I wanted to do. Uh, ex example of this. Uh, a week ago, I posted an, a story talking about Headliner, which is the app that I use to create those little mini videos uh for the podcast, I was not sponsored by it. However, I was sponsored by Anchor to talk about it on sponsor segments in the last three episodes. So that was sponsored. Headliner was not sponsored. So we do, uh, as people who get sponsored, anyways, whether you're an influencer or not, remark on the point that you are sponsored, period. I don't think you want the Federal Trade Commission on your back, because I wouldn't. Okay, the future or of influencer. This is just one paragraph, thank God. Over the last five years, influencer marketing has grown into a multi-billionaire dollar industry, with brands large and small coming to view the practice as less harm-fist, as less ham-fist way to hawk their products. In the early days, brands that send an influencer free products or offer to pay them a small commission in exchange for their consideration would often receive a shout-out or casual promotion. But as more as, as but as more and more companies come came to see the practice as an invaluable marketing marketing tool, the power balance flipped and influencers began to command significantly higher fees higher fees for each post, mention or product placement. That uh, is not just a paragraph. <laughs> that didn't show advertisers' thirst for an effective way to covertly raise the profile of their brand in the eyes of consumers. Oh, wow. Okay, so, yeah. So, it basically talks that influencers, you know, influencers do run a lot within what comes about influencers. So, you know... Wow, it's crazy. Also, talking about... Um, there's also this other article that we're going to read just a tiny bit. And it says, Fighting Instagram's $1.3 billion problem. What? $1.3 billion problem. Fake followers. That's been pretty big. Maybe not this year, but it has been a pretty big issue. Um, 
fake followers, I don't agree with that. I mean, I have 10 followers on the Instagram fame, and not because of that I'm gonna get fake followers. No, ma'am, no. It says that as influencers strive for even higher engagement numbers, the battle between fake followers and fake follower detection tools is turning into an arms race. Not being rubes, influencer economy participants know that a sign, signing a contract isn't enough to certify continuous truthfulness. Online tricks evolve like Pokemon, though, and fake followers are getting much harder to identify. <sighs> you want followers? Make yourself five accounts and follow yourself. I mean, it's gonna be detected, but at least it's not, you know, bad. Oh, God. Uh, college... Oh, this is a good one. Okay, this one is a good one. It says, college need influencers, but do influencers need college? Oh, wow. College... College try to leave, try, try to leverage the social media safe of their students with social media ambassador programs that help them advertise to prospective new students, raise the school's profiles, and educate their current students about school programs. And for some influencers, college can be a windfall, lending them brand deals to market dorm furnishings, Victoria's Secret underwear. Okay, so you're a hooker. You're WAP. Your Cardi B song, basically. And tooth straightening solutions to their fellow students. For others, college just gets in the way of their real passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was kind of shady. I mean, it's definitely something to take in consideration, but wow. 31 minutes of one article. Woo! Okay, so this article called The Wired Guide to Influencers was written by Paris Martineau, that is a staff writer at Wired. Go check it out. I'm definitely going to link this in the description of this week's episode. Now, that was a little small, teeny bit amount of influencers. Let's go into... How can I become an influencer? I think it's pretty obvious, but let's just go for that. Okay, so that was basically a little bit of history on influencers. Again, this article was by Wired. Uh, again, I'm going to link it down below. Great article. Pretty big one. Like, I liked it. I really did like it. Ooh, so... Influencers, influence. Let's go, because I told you guys, I promised you guys that we were going to now see how can I become an influencer. It's not hard. I think it's one of the easiest things to do. And you just, it's just, it's easy, you know. There's a lot of platforms that can make you an influencer. Number one, making a podcast. I'm not an influencer. I wish I was, but I'm not. Um, being on a reality TV. Just, if you really want to be an influencer, number one, be careful with what you're going to say. Th throwing back to the first episode, I told you guys to be careful with what you said. Um, with what you said. Ugh. 
be just be careful about what you say what you say online as an influencer. Just everyone has an influence. Give me a second. Let me put my headphones back on. They're back again. Okay. So be careful with what you say. Don't abuse of what you have. Be careful with what you say. And that is a fact. So don't say anything that you're going to regret eventually. Like don't talk shit about other people just because you think that they're not the coolest influencers. None of your fucking business. I mean, and you don't want to get caught up in that kind of drama. Because there's going to be some people that are going to be dreaded it, that are going to soak in it. And there's also going to be people that are going to be like, fuck my drag, right? Like, mm-hmm. just please be careful with what you say. Please, 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 if you're going to be an influencer, be careful with what you say. Never talk shit about other people. Never. Never say less of another people. Because the only thing that that's saying is that you have a low self-esteem, girl. So, do be careful with what you say. <sighs> Let's move on. Um... So, that was how to become an influencer. Easy, right? That was actually pretty easy. That was not hard at all. So, let's dive in onto influencer drama. That's gonna be a good one. <laughs> Whew, influencer drama. Now, uh, before we dive... Okay, me a second. Ugh, ugh. Now, before we dive onto that... Um, this is going to be a very short uh, episode because last week's episode was 55 minutes or 51 minutes of me talking about feminism and LGBTQIA plus community. So that was a pretty big one. So was the so was the one before that one. You know, it was it was it was interesting. So um, let's search influencer drama. Get into the drama. Influencer drama. <laughs> and the people to search this. The latest on influencer drama and bibs. Mira, Mira. Okay. I'm trying to think of a good one. Perez Hilton. Perez Hilton. Ooh. We gotta... <laughs> People.com. James Charles break, breaks his silence on Tati Westbrook. Oh, wait. Let me, let me read it nicely. James Charles finally addresses YouTube beauty influencer drama. I'm just staying out of it. Oh, God. This is going to be good. So, as I told you guys uh, in last part, I told you guys about the James Charles, Taddy Westbrook, and blah, blah, blah drama. So, it says, this is an article by People. I'm also going to link it. It says, James Charles is not getting involved in Tati's Westbrook's Peter Foot with ex friends Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star after Westbrook dropped her fifty minute tell a video tell a bit tell all video called Breaking My Silence last week in which she claims fellow YouTube stars Shane Dawson and Star well Jeffree Star manipulated her into posting the video last year that sparked a massive feud with Charles. The 21-year-old makeup guru remained relatively silent on social media. <coughs> oh, God, I can read like that. 
but as the drama began to settle, paparazzi approached Charles in Los Angeles on Sunday and, and questioned him about his feelings on Westbrook's explosive allegations against Dawson and Starr. He said, Who knows? I'm just staying out of it, minding my own business. Charles said when asked about the beauty community drama. Just move into a beautiful new house. I have great friends around me, waiting for my nice food on a Sunday afternoon. Okay, good. Let's put the Toddy Westbrook video, because it's, 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 so, it's so bad. It's so good. It's so bad. Like, let's search. Toddy Westbrook. God, I can't believe him. Breaking my signs. That was a month ago. It's been a long time coming for me to share with you some very, very important God. things. And I, I don't want to laugh, but it's just when I when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for her. But I am going to be reading uh, from what is approved by my legal team. So I bitch approved by your fucking legal team about what I, I still I'm like, oh, this drum is just so shitty. Um, once I start getting into what I need to share with you guys today, what I feel is important to share with you, I won't be deviating, and it's um, at the advice of my legal counsel. So uh, there's so much going on on you. I'm trying to not get mad. Okay, so I can put everything because obviously there are rights within it, but I am going to read you guys some. It says... There's so much going on in on YouTube and the what am I doing and the world and I just first off I want to do a request some to some uh, there's so much going on on YouTube and in the world and just first off I want to request something actually before I what okay there's a part where she cries I'm trying to find that one well, let's just put YouTube that. YouTube and in the clears up a couple of months. Otherwise, this won't stop. Oh my God! This is where it one. Where's where he says referee star? I usually would take his snarky statements about others with a grain of salt. One thing that he did that did concern me she's a talking, lot. She's talking about Jeffrey Star and Shane Dawson. Was how he would frequently call. Oh, he, she she's talking about Jeffrey Star. Comment about how much dirt he held on other brand owners and members of our YouTube community. Oh my God. I believe that he actually held blackmail material on many people and was capable of destroying the entire community. This worried me about him. And I. Oh my God. I, I still don't believe like this kind of things. You don't just share them on YouTube. It you just tweet like. I'm sorry I've been silent. I've been going on through a lot of things. I'm going through a legal process. That's all I'm going to say. Period. You don't have to do a 40-minute video. Oh, it's actually more. Uh, however much time video about breaking your silence. And that is just by being respectful towards yourself. You're going to through this. Don't say nothing, because the only thing you're going to do is you're going to stir the pot. You're going to stir the pot, and you're going to make drama. Bitch. I stayed, and I tried my best to be a positive influence. 
my opinion, he's going to go off, guys. And I don't think anyone, I, I don't think he will hold back. And I think we need to be prepared. To understand that we need to forgive the people that he is holding hostage with. Oh my God. Veiled threats of exposure. Ooh, this is some good drama. I mean, I do feel bad for her. Honestly, I don't know a lot about this. I'm obviously not friends with Tatiana or with Jeffrey or with Shane. But based on my perspective, I am kind of like... At first, I was like, I didn't know in which side am I. At first, I was like, should I be in Jeffrey's side? Should I be on Tati's? And he's saying that we needed to be prepared to see how he was going to go with viral threats of exposure. And he he didn't even say anything till like a month ago when he made his dumb apology video. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'll be right back. Alright, let's continue with this Tati Westbrook thing. Okay, let's go. We need to be prepared to forgive them. Oh, Otherwise, God. this won't stop. Oh, God. So prepare to not cancel everyone and give them a chance. It's not right. It is not right to try to trap people. Well, it's obviously not right, girl. But again... <laughs> Sorry for the little background sound. I still, like... I feel sorry for her. I know that she's probably going through something rough. But I still feel that there are some things that don't necessarily need to be said. There's some things that you just gotta keep it in. And then blast them out. But in any case, I do feel sorry for her. I do feel sorry for Jeffrey and for Shane. Most of them because he ruined his career. All of Shane's videos, in case you didn't know, were demonetized and he's no longer earning money from YouTube. So, yeah, Morphe canceled Jeffrey hardly after a lot of dramas with them. So, yeah, pretty hard one. Let's move on. Into saying things that they wouldn't otherwise say. It's not right. I was so blind. She really is trying to not cry. I was so blind. She really is trying not to cry. But at this point, I don't know if this is fake or is this the real. Like, it's confusing because Tati has been involved in a lot of drama and in a lot of fightings with young influencers. So, Miss <laughs> Tati. Is this the true tea? Is it the TT or is this the fake tea? I don't get it. And I don't want any part of it anymore. None. None. Oh God. Jesus. Girl. Back in 2019, <sighs> Jeffrey started talking a lot more crap about James Charles than usual. It seemed that doing... Okay, so this is the explanation of last year's drama continued this year. 
Let's go on. Doing so had become his biggest obsession. It started with him telling me right before filming our collab together for James Charles's channel that James Charles actually didn't want me there, that he had wanted Nikki tutorials instead, but said he had had my back. Things further escalated at my birthday every time James Charles's back was turned. Jeffrey would tell me that James Charles was out of control. He even texted and called me the following morning to apologize for James Charles's behavior at my birthday dinner and how embarrassed he was for me. I initially dismissed it as jealousy because James Charles's career was on a rocket ship at the time. But as the weeks went by... Wow. So, um, continue saying this. It says that as the weeks went by, every time I saw her... Ugh. Let's just listen to it. Every time I saw or spoke with Jeffrey, oh. it seemed to me that James was all he wanted to talk about. I even met with Jeffrey in his killer merch offices in okay. March to discuss Jeffrey developing and managing my merch. Uh -huh. And as we were touring his warehouse that was filled with sisters apparel, it oh. seemed that all he could do was speak poorly of James Charles. Oh my God. Over the next few weeks, Jeffrey began talking to me about how Shane Dawson was a big fan of mine and wanted to meet me, and how I should be involved Ooh. in their docu-series. Eventually, Shane reached out to me by text and started DMing me on Instagram. Shane said I was the queen of makeup. That I can tell that that was truly fake. Because Shane, after this, did not handle any contact at all with Tati. So, saying those kind of things does kind of seems like manipulation. I'm still confused. I don't think there's something that can result to me. Favorite beauty channel. He wanted me to teach him all about makeup. Like I didn't had, know much about Shane. Didn't he had Jeffrey Dawson? I knew that he was viewed as the king of YouTube. And he had done amazing series with Bunny. And I hadn't watched <sighs> much of anything else other than... Jake Paul series, and of course, the series with Jeffrey. Oh. In all honesty, I was looking forward to meeting Shane. I had actually hoped he would want to help me tell my personal story one. Ooh. Okay, so this is basically just Toddy saying that everything is so sad in her life. So, hi. How are ya? Hi, that was a Jeffree Star uh, reference. And I said that I don't stand well. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, so this is just Tati talking about this. Um, Shane doing this and everything. And here is something super shady. Shane went to Tati's home to do the documentary, but never actually posted it. So... So, yeah, I get she feels pretty bad. I mean, it's hard to know nowadays what the truth is. Chati has been involved in a lot of drama, in way too much drama. So has Jeffrey, and so has Shane. So, finding the truth nowadays for the influencer community is hard. I don't think that there is another way to describe that. I feel bad for the f the three persons that are involved in this case because 
James didn't suffer anything. James. James didn't even. I mean, as we heard, as I read, James said that he wasn't. That he didn't care about the drama. It does kind of feels awful thinking that Jeffrey saying that he had changed. Same with Shane. Same with Tati. Seeing that they're going back to the same thing that they rolled in just a couple of years ago. So, I don't know, Tati. It's just confusing. Shine a little light on something good. And, uh... Okay, so this is... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, girl... Girl, 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 girl. Oh, so I still don't know. It looks pretty hard. I think it is pretty. It's just really hard. There's uh, I've seen a lot of videos of drama channels. Wow. Okay, let's check out this. Oh, God, what is that? Oh, it was just a fly. <sighs> Get out of there. Thought it was a bumblebee. Okay, this is one I already watched. Oh no, we don't we don't need any announcement. Girl, you'd have announcement to hit them. Another day, another drama. What's up, guys? I'm Sebastian Williams, and in today's episode, uh -huh. keeping up with the beauty gurus, we have the biggest episode ever. Of course, as you can see in the background, Tati just uploaded her new video on the Breaking my on silence. The James Tati drama that happened last year. It's basically just a review of her video, so. Um. I am gapped, gooped, and pooped about this drama. Like, first up, Jeffrey maintained herself, maintained himself silent for almost two months. Shane said something, hold Jeffrey's back, and Jeffrey didn't went out and help him. And they're theoretically friends. Are they friends? Are they not friends? What are they? Like, girl. Just like, girl. Someone's on the phone. Hello? Okay, sorry about that. Again. Okay. So, yeah, it is. It is. It is pretty hard what is going on. I mean, Tati definitely, definitely went down on it. So, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Ooh, so, it is hard, this kind of drama. So, Obviously, always, if you're going to start to be an influencer, stay out of drama as much as you can, you know, because maybe there's this influencer that you were hoping to meet. I'm not going to say any names because I don't know who to say, but you meet this influencer. He treats you or her or she treats you like S-H-I-T. And... If you're gonna say, when you say it, it is not gonna pop up as it should pop up. Because if there's not a lot of, like, people to really back your story, 
the known influencer is the one that's gonna get the world, and that is kind of obvious. So, yeah, so just really be careful with with what you say online. And in other news, I just found out uh, later on Instagram that Supreme is launching a lipstick with Pat McGrath Labs, and that's probably gonna be like a hundred dollars. And I like it, so I think I wanna get that. I wanna get that. So that is influencer drama. You know, try to stay out of it. Be careful with what you say online. In a world, just try to not hurt people. Just shush in the internet. It's better to shush. And don't say anything that could harm you as a person. As, a, as your online person. Just be careful what you say. Shush. I mean, not shush, obviously, but well. Just be careful what you say. That's it. So let me check how much time uh, we have on on the on this episode, and we'll see if we go towards rewind. All right, so it's been fifty six minutes, a long time. So I think we're gonna just go into the rewind segment and finish this episode. So let's go towards rewind. Yeah, let's go to rewind. Because if I thought I could continue talking more, let's just go to rewind. Okay, so welcome to this week's rewind. In this week's episode, we talked about influencers and just influencers. We opened by saying that I was trying the app and it worked perfectly. Then we talked about basically what was an influencer and reading an article by Wired. Then we moved on to how can I become an influencer. Pretty small segment, but workable. Then we went into influencer drama where we even made four parts of it. So it was some good drama. So if you missed something, go back onto it and rewind. Okay, so we sadly had come to an end of another 56-minute episode. Don't forget, if you like this episode, tag us, hashtag FameThePodcast, Twitter, Facebook, and... was Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at FameThePodcast. Um, hope you have a nice afternoon, night, day, morning, or wherever you're watching this episode, or in any time you're watching this episode. So, just have a blast of time. See ya. Bye.